Listener Production. How did the market react to today's Reserve Bank June minutes? And what was the latest retailer to downgrade profit guidance? Good afternoon, I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Tuesday, the 20th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Craig, the winning streak just keeps on going. It is a very positive thing. It, it is a very positive. <laughs> it is, and I'm quite surprised. So obviously last night the US market was shut for that Juneteenth public mm. holiday. Mm. European markets were down a little bit, but our market continued to be up today and up even more after the Reserve Bank minutes, which we'll get to in a moment. So today the Aussie market lifted for the seventh straight session its longest winning streak in over two months. So we'll see if we can beat it. About two months ago, it was eight days. So if we win tomorrow and the day after, then we'll beat that winning streak. So we'll see how we go. And it also hit its highest levels in two months. The ASX 200 was up just under 1%, 0.86% to be exact. And it was up 63 points to 7,358. But as I mentioned, those gains were really accelerated by the Reserve Bank's June minutes. Yes, the Reserve Bank released the minutes of the meeting that was handed down a fortnight ago. And we had a couple of other things as well. We had the Deputy Governor doing a speech. We had another Reserve Bank official doing a speech as well. So it was all Reserve Bank time. The key phrase or the key couple of words that the Reserve Bank said was that the decision a fortnight ago was finally balanced. The other thing that they didn't say this time, that there was no reference to whether further tightening would be required. Now, investors got a little bit excited about <laughs> you know, that. So they basically said, well, perhaps the Reserve Bank is close to where it wants to be in terms of interest rates. And it basically put on 60 points after the, the Reserve Bank statement. So a degree of encouragement for investors. They're mm. hoping that the end of the line is nigh. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we definitely saw that sharp lift in the market, which was already up in the morning, but it went up even further. And currently, markets are pricing in roughly a 40% chance of a rate hike in July. Now, to put that in context, that's down from a 60% chance before we heard from the RBA today. So as it stands, the market thinks it's more likely that we'll get a hold in July. So we'll see what happens there. We also got an update from China today. The Chinese central bank slashed the two key lending rates for the first time in 10 months. Yeah, the one-year and the five-year loan prime rate were down by 10 basis points. So it wasn't a huge move, but you know, so certainly a move in the right direction. And another encouraging development for the share market, the Reserve Bank, on top of what we saw from China. Mm -hmm. wasn't so good for the Aussie dollar, though. The Aussie dollar today lost around about half of a cent it's on the back of that Reserve Bank board minutes in particular from 68.5 cents down to 68 cents. And in sectors today, gains were really led by banks, miners and energy stocks. And we saw healthcare edge just slightly lower. It was down 0.02 of 1%. But we did hear from Woodside today. Yes, Woodside's going ahead with the Trion oil development in the Gulf of Mexico it's going to spend $4.8 billion out of a $7.2 billion total. It's got a joint venture partner over there called Pemex, and they're targeting the first oil out of the facility in 2028. This is a project they inherited from BHP going ahead with it, and the share price going ahead as well, up 2.2%. That's exactly right. We also heard 
from, well, we didn't actually hear from Lake Resources, but they were today's worst performer for the second straight day. So it topped the losers list. Its shares fell almost 20% today, almost 40% in the past two days. It hit a two-year low as well. So this is after yesterday's announcement where they said that there would be a three-year delay to production and there would also be less production. So it will take longer and less of it. So markets didn't react very well to that. We saw its shares falling. On the back of that, while we're talking about Lake, we also heard from St. Barbara today. It held a shareholder meeting this morning. Now, the way these two relate, I know you're wondering what I'm talking about. (laughs) I've spoken about this so many times on here with Stevie. I call it the love triangle between Lake, Genesis and St. Barbara. So basically, these two companies have been competing to buy St. Barbara's Leonora assets in WA and Lake kept getting rejected. It kept coming back with higher offers. St. Barbara said, we don't want to engage with you. They kept coming back. They weren't getting the message, but they really weren't even an option for St. Barbara to even consider. And then today, St. Barbara held that meeting. Two thirds of St. Barbara's shareholders voted in favor for the sale of its assets to Genesis. So we had 78% voting for, 22% voting against. And so far, we're waiting for Genesis shareholders to go through that same process and see if they vote for it. And if so, the transaction will be on track for the 30th of June. So Lake isn't even in the picture there. Uh, we'll have to find some further excitement, yes, in some <laughs> of the other company, yes, to be able to put it down together. Yeah, well, if they have any money for it, because they're <laughs> falling quite drastically lately. Let's talk about Best and Less. This is the retailer that downgraded its profit guidance. It expects profit now for the current financial year to be between... 3.6 billion, uh, 3.6 billion, 3.6 <laughs> million and 4.2 million. Now, the previous guidance was between 10 and 12 million. So certainly a sort of downgrade in terms of profit expectations. Best and Less only held its last trading update on the 17th of May. Now, for the period that's occurred since then, May 15th to June 18th, what we saw is a like-for-like drop in sales of 13.2% compared with a year ago. So certainly tough times for the discount retailer. Mm. Its share price held up quite remarkably despite all this. It was only down by three-tenths of one percent. But those rate hikes are taking their toll in terms of consumer spending. Yeah, that's right. And I think investors might have been sort of anticipating this. We've seen this trend across most retailers downgrading their earnings guidance and Best and Less already has. They've done it for the second time. So it's not really a shock that people aren't really spending as much at the shops, I think. We also heard from Southern Cross Media today. They're a smaller broadcasting company on the ASX. They lifted 20%. They were the top performer on the All Awards, so the top 500 companies, after ARN Media acquired a 14.8% stake in the company, costing $38.3 million. And ARN Media said it was a strategic equity investment, but we did see ARN down about 1% today. Let's go back to lithium and Leo Lithium revealed a substantial upgrade to its resource at the Gulamina Lithium Project, a 48% increase to 211 million tonnes and certainly shareholders like that, 4.2% increase in, in the share price. We also heard from Star Entertainment Group today. They fell 3%. So its shares were actually up in the morning, but then they provided two separate announcements to the market. The first was that the sale of its Brisbane Casino and Hotel building had fallen through. 
So the agreement between Star and Charter Hall about two years ago, within this agreement, Charter Hall would pay $248 million to buy the whole building in the car park, including the hotel and casino. And now that won't go ahead. So that was one part of the news. And the second announcement was an update to the New South Wales casino duty rates. This was meant to be a major increase on gaming revenue at its Sydney casino from the 1st of July, and now that's been delayed. So they've pushed it down the road. When it will happen, we don't know. If it will happen, we don't know. But if it were to happen, it would affect 4,000 jobs of its Sydney employees. So wouldn't be good news. So it's good news that it's been pushed further down the line. Right. Well, let's turn our attention now to the property sector. Centuria Capital Group, it's bought the Bustleton Boulevard Shopping Centre for $16 million. What it will be seeking to do is to raise $10.7 million to launch a trust, a launch date late in, in July. And basically, you know, so that it will be a closed-ended wholesale property fund uh, just with that shopping centre in its own right. Centuria's share price is totally unchanged as a result of that announcement. Flat. Flat. What are the chances of that? What are the chances? Premier Investment is the last one that I want to talk about. They're the owner of retail brands like Peter Alexander and Just Jeans. It was today's second worst performer after trading ex-dividend and its shares fell 4%. Now, looking ahead to tonight in the US, we have just a couple of things, nothing too market moving, but a couple of things, housing starts and building permits. Indeed. And in Australia tomorrow, we've got something on employee earnings. It's a new indicator coming out from from the Bureau of Statistics. It's not going to just measure the changes in wages, but it's also going to mention the level of wages. And so this is a new release. We don't know too much about it, but certainly anything to do with wages and provides a little bit further information is good for investors, it's good for, for the general public, and it's certainly good for the Reserve Bank to get a little bit more information about what is really going on out there. Absolutely. And we'll also get Westpac's leading index for May being released. Basically, this predicts the direction of the economy using indicators that have generally already been released to the market. So its effect might be quite muted. We shouldn't see it move the needle too much, but still worth mentioning. There are things like building approvals, you know, so the 10-year bond yield, uh, a number of indicators. We, we see leading indexes in a number of countries around the world, whether they actually do provide you know, so that leading quality you know, sort of remain to be seen. And on that note, we'll catch you guys back here tomorrow. Make sure you tune in to tomorrow morning's podcast with Tom and Ryan, and Craig and I will be back here tomorrow afternoon. We will indeed. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.